gentlemen and welcome to the Cerberus Thoughts Lounge. Pull up a chair and get nice and cozy next to the fire. Go ahead and turn off those lights down low and take your pants off and stay for a while because tonight is going to be a good night. Yes, tonight we are truly blessed 
to have the honor of talking to not only a great guest, but an amazing person. You may know him as the Archbishop of Syracuse, New York, or more commonly as one of the founding members of the Christian terrorist organization known as the Horned Knives of Jesus. Alex and I simply know him as St. Michael of Alexandria. Welcome to the lounge, St. Michael. Peace be with you, brothers. Peace also be with, with you. you. Peace <laughs> be with you. Peace <laughs> be with you. We, we do not like to be assassinated. So... Uh, you're you're a friend of the knives. You're yes. a friend of the yes. We are. Said, we are. We are. Jesus knives. Um, yes, <clears throat> I have applied for the cult. Um, hopefully, I'll be accepted at some point in the near future. <laughs> you still just have to do your lashes. That's all. The forty lashes. That's, you're you're so close. That's true. That's true. So uh, much like other uh, Catholic conquistadors, you may call your colleagues. You enjoy purifying your holy parchness with a pitcher of the party punch, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Because tonight, we, my friends, are drinking the sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. Uh. <laughs> so sweet baby Jesus, made from... Duke Paul Brewing Company at a Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Sweet Baby Juice is a chocolate peanut butter porter. It is 6.2 ABV uh, alcohol by volume. It has 16 Play-Dohs uh, for the beard nerds out there and is 33 on the IBUs. It's definitely going to be roasty, toasty, and chocolatey. Uh, let's see. The little thing I have here is a classic full-body chocolate peanut butter porter with a smooth dry finish just enough hops to balance the aromas flavors of a roasted malt chocolate rich peanut butter one sip and you will exclaim the name so yeah exclaim the name as in sweet baby jesus yeah acolatus that's what it says i don't know um alcohol lettuce what alcohol lettuce Alcohol lettuce. Nice. 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 <laughs> Alcohol lettuce. That sounds like something like uh, in the... You know how they used to say like getting high? They'd say, oh, he's drunk or he's wasted. Yeah. Right? They'd say he's drunk. Like he's drunk on those on that wacky tobacco. That sounds like something they'd say in Prohibition times. Oh, he's on the drunk lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's smoking that stuff that makes you drunk. Yeah. That juicy lettuce. Hey, guys, let's try the beer. Oh, okay. Let's try this beer. Cheers. Let's try the sweet baby Jesus. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, guys.
Tastes a lot like twisted tea. Twisted tea? St. Michael of Alexandria is, <laughs> is drinking twisted tea tonight. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what universe does that taste like twisted tea? Um, yeah, because I'm like, I feel like I just licked the bottom jar of a peanut butter. Uh hmm. Like Jif and Skippy, like it was chocolatey, and now it's nothing but peanut butter on my palate. Yeah, Michael found the last twisted tea in the bottom of the cooler in the back <laughs> of the lounge. So I feel like a real man. I've got a garage uh, refrigerator now. It's a mini, but I, I got I scrounged for what I had, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to get the garage refrigerator. That's what. That's the the most. Uh, <laughs> That's the most top of the line thing that we have in my house. <laughs> the you know refrigerators I, downstairs in the garage. <laughs> you guys are using the junker in your kitchen. Yeah. We got to have the good refrigerator for all the alcohol. 
Yeah, I got to be honest. I've been uh, looking up kegerators today because I got some money for my birthday instead of presents from everybody. And I'm like, how much is a kegerator? Um, mm. It's just enough. That? I mean, I can imagine, but yeah. it's a refrigerator that you put a keg inside of and then it has a tap on the outside of it. Basically. Oh, that's so and cool. I, wow. To this day, I know I've said this on here more than once, but it's like I have a buddy who um, had a kegerator, but it was like one from like the 80s. And it, it was, and when he got it, or I guess it was from the 90s, but when he got it, like he, it was basically this big hand me down kegerator, but it was a full size avocado green fridge with one door. And it was massive and it weighed a shit ton and it had a tap coming out of the thing. And you could put two full kegs in it. <laughs> and the guy was like, dude, this thing is so old. And he goes, it's so heavy. And he lived on like the third floor on these <laughs> rickety ass like deck stairs to get to. It. And he goes, you can have it, but you have to move it. And I was like, mm, my parents are going to kill me if I bring that home. <laughs> I should to this day. I'm like I should have. Yeah, I should have. Probably would have lasted forever I, too, man. Those old refrigerators like that last forever. Yeah, yeah. I swear it was from the 70s. I mean, oh, who yeah. the hell has ever seen an avocado green <laughs> fridge? I have. Like, it's a collector's item, yeah. dude. I dude, saw a fr- I saw an old refrigerator, an old metal refrigerator that was made by Chevrolet. Really? Yeah, it had the Chevrolet emblem right on it. Like this is. <laughs> freaking awesome <laughs> i know a guy his wife unless did maybe derby unless yeah. unless the person that had it like welded the chevrolet emblem onto it i guess <laughs> that is a possibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> i knew a guy whose wife did roller derby and his wife's roller dor- derby name was heavy chevy four by four i just thought that was a great name that's she, great. She was very <laughs> Chevy. She was very petite, which was yeah. the ironic part about it. <laughs> Smallest one on the team. <laughs> Heck of a cook, though. I bet. I, I bet know. she can, and she can throw a haymaker like a champ. Oh, uh, yeah. Heavy Chevy, dude. I feel like if my, <laughs> like I feel like if I, my wife's name was Heavy Chevy. <laughs> I would just live in overalls. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if your wife came to you and like was like, "Hey, I'm really thinking about this," and you're like, "Oh, it's probably like sewing or cooking class or something," and she like shows you a poster and it's like roller derby, dude? Would you be concerned or would you be about it? I'd oh, be I'd about, be it. about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, totally. Right. I'm okay. I'm all for my like. If I could, that's what I'm, but like it's just the name Heavy Chevy. Like I can't think of nothing more country fried than Heavy Chevy. I'm like I, all I can picture is a big old girl with a giant cigarette dangling out of her mouth. Like that's all I can think about. And, and yeah, I got to be honest, it's probably pretty hot. Either that or she's got a big wad of dip in. <laughs> she like spitting on people as she passes them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, heavy Chevy. <laughs> Quit spitting on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I call that an oil spill. <laughs> uh, all right. So tonight in the lounge, we're going to be talking about uh <laughs> so over the last since 2019 when we started this podcast 
I uh, originally wanted to do an episode about plot holes that I had found in the Bible, <laughs> which is, you know, just a, just a thing here or two, two or three, two or three different things that I've noticed that, uh, that I was concerned about. Did you hear any of that? You're talking to me? God damn it. <laughs> no. I thought that I had a minute. To, I thought you were doing your segue, and I had a minute to go get situated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what the episode's about, right? No. <laughs> uh, so, over the, over the last few years, I've been... Uh, writing down as I come as I come across different plot holes that I find in the Bible for whenever we have somebody who might be of somewhat of knowledge of the Bible that could clarify things for me because Lord knows that some people need Jesus in their lives and I'm one of them I pray every Sunday Every day, yep. that, every day that ends with a Y. Actually, actually, we pray every day. But there, here's some things that I need clarified, and no better to do it than Saint Michael of Alexandria. I'm ready, and I will say this: that I didn't. I was very tempted to go through and look at like different ones to expect, but I was like, no, I want to come into this cold to see what I'm made of. So this is just me, just off the cuff. He's ready. All right. All right like it i like it so this is in no specific order uh so we're just going to go through them as we continue to get further and further down the rabbit hole of drunkness and see what happens actually i just finished my first sweet baby jesus so i need to grab a second one Set you free, hallelujah, I believe 
This truth is gonna set you free. Hallelujah, I believe. This truth is gonna set you free. Hallelujah, I believe. This truth is gonna set you free. You ever heard that country song? I'm the black sheep of the family. That yeah, was that's what yeah. your hat reminds me of. That's well, it is a black sheep. I know. Well, that's yeah. why it reminds me of it. <laughs> it even says black sheep. Well, it's fitting. It is. If it's it's actually it's adjustable, so it's you know one size fits all. There's also another Our country most, song I called guess. Queen of the Trailer Park, and that's what I feel like Heavy Chevy Four by Four would be perfect for. <laughs> that's funny because I almost. <laughs> made the reference of a trailer park princess um her husband has a bumper sticker that says i break for brunettes unironically <laughs> yeah not right. for blondes though not for blondes no all right so the first the first uh plot hole that i found in the bible was that uh we can agree that god created adam and eve right who had two uh two boys cain and abel yeah and then uh cain murders abel and leaves eden 
and then gets married to a woman from the city of Nod. Well, where did the city of Nod come from? And, and who are these other people that he's, is this just a random city full of women? Is this the Amazonian, is this the Amazon, where the, all the Amazon women come from? The city of Maybe. Nod. You're going to die by snoo snoo. No one gets that reference. Cool. No. All right. Sorry. I, I was trying. I was trying. I was thinking. I have no idea what that's from. Snoo snoo? De- death by snoo snoo? What is that? Obviously. <laughs> now you got to explain it's it. Fu- All right. It's Futurama. They go to Amazon Planet and they're, uh, they offend the Amazon people and they go, you are going to die death by snoo snoo. And they go, what's that? Basically, uh, they go, the these and these women are like, eight feet tall and they're like basically they're gonna bang you to death and it shows like skeletons of the guys that have had death by snoo snoo and it's like all of them have crust pelvises but all their faces are smiling <laughs> now I need to see that episode now though <laughs> snoo snoo yeah he wants that snoo snoo yeah alright uh, Alex alright <laughs> Michael, we need an answer here. Where, what yeah. is the city of Nod, and are so, these Amazonian women? Do you? I do have an answer, but I would like. Do you have an actual verse? No, none of these okay. have actual. Actually, only one of these has an actual. I don't verse. remember the. I don't remember the city. Like I, I do know what you're talking about. I didn't know that it was from a city, uh, so I don't know. Uh, not to like whatever, but like I do. I would like to see the scripture so I can see it, but. For the, um, you don't think that's in the Bible? I'm not 100 percent sure that the city of Nod is. No. Well, just I the, do know what you're talking general, about. Yeah, because I've gotten this before. Theme, then. No, the theme for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, is so genealogies in Old Testament. Go ahead. All right. Well, I was going to say I googled it real quick. I literally put Bible versus city of Nod. According to Genesis 4:16, and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod. On the east of Eden, Genesis 4.17 relates that after arriving in the land of Non, Cain's wife bore him a son, Enoch, in whose name he built the first city. Yeah. So, right. So, it was the land of Nod, and I think that's a big difference. So, if you if you come at it like it's a city, then that yeah. means there's a ton of people. But I think, like, the land of Nod is a little bit different. But either way, like, yeah, where did his wife come from or whatever? Uh, so, the genealogies in the Old testament like hebrew genealogies are different so like they have people that say they live like thousands of years or whatever and that very well could be true like um i think enoch didn't he was the one that didn't die he lived to be like super old didn't die and then got translated um but they so they say that it was years had passed or whatever and then it could have been like his sister or something like that because the genes are so pure like right now our genes are like way uh, what they call it broken down but like if you were brand new or whatever like if it was thousands or however we say millions of years ago your genes would have been okay and then you could have procreated with your sister and been okay and it wouldn't have caused all those birth defects so I guess what I'm saying is time had passed and it was probably a sister like it wasn't just Cain and Abel were the only children like they probably had a ton of different children they just don't talk about the other children because in the Hebrew genealogies they only talk about people that are important damn so imagine even being, when you like imagine being like the fifth born of adam and eve and you're just not even mentioned 
Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. But even then, like where it says, like so, like in uh, the beginning of the New Testament, where it's like, and so and so in the Old Testament too, so and so begat so and so begat so. They say that those are like like the the most important people in that family. But there could have been like gaps in the generations, if that makes any sense at all. Like it, it, yeah. it's not necessarily chronological. It's just in order of like the most important people. So I got a question. Uh, I'm not the most well-versed person on the Bible. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, when they said God created Adam and Eve, right? Uh, does it ever say that he stopped? Like, could he have, like, after Adam and Eve, he kicks him out of Eden, but could he have created more? Well, that was what I was going to, yeah. I, I don't think it says that. And I think it's a good case for it to be made for it, too. Right. They, those were the first ones. But it doesn't, right. mean, like, to your point, yeah, that's a good call. To your point, it doesn't say that he didn't create anybody else like that. Right. Ancient aliens. <laughs> Lilith. Isn't that where Lilith comes from? Isn't Lilith that vampire queen off yeah. of uh, True Blood? I, yeah. I feel like Lilith yeah. was supposed to be like the first before before Eve. It was Lilith. It was Adam so, and Lilith. Here's the fun little. Have you been watching Sabrina? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she turn? She turns into a lesbian or something, right? Yeah, she's very hot. But no, I haven't. <laughs> you didn't read the, the the book of Lilith. I thought that was one of the one of the missing missing. That might be Catholic. Catholics have like a bunch more. I'm a Protestant. I oh, know. No, you're the Archbishop <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Syracuse, New York. <laughs> uh, so one more little fun fact about this. You're a Catholic conquistador. Dude, I, I do like the Catholics. I, I mean, they got a lot going on. They're actually a lot more mystical than a lot of the Protestants, which I like. Uh, like, they truly really believe in the trans... Oh, it's transubstantiation. And that means that they truly believe that the body and the blood, when they bless it, it becomes the body and blood... Or, I'm sorry, the bread and the wine becomes the literal body and blood of Christ. Which I don't. But I'm just saying, I think it's cool that they believe that. Like, I like the mystical element. Why, why do they enjoy cannibalism? Because they... I don't know. Because that's, they're... <laughs> yeah. That's weird, though. You gotta that's ask weird. Them. But no, there's an old, the Old Testament. So the beginning, it says, uh, the first verse is, in the beginning was the word, and the, or I'm sorry, I'm quoting, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes in and says, and the earth was without form and was void. And it's, I think it's called gap theory. And there's this whole school of people that think that God created the heavens and the earth, and then he didn't like it. And so he created it again. Like there was a giant lapse of time through that. And so all the people like the Book of Enoch and all that stuff, they think that like those people and all those stories that were told like were from that first world. It's not as interesting. That's damn, that would that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I'll just tell you what I hear. God sent a rain of plagues to convince Pharaoh to free the Israelites, right? Yes. Then deliberately hardened Pharaoh's heart so that the Pharaoh would say no. Just so he could send more plagues. Is that the end? Yeah. That's the oh, question. Yeah. What, what? Just so he could send more plagues? Just so he could No, so he could show that he's God, man. 
<laughs> that's what so all this stuff it's like you're just, coming at it and people come at this from a human perspective the whole point of the story is like god is god and he does what he wants you yeah, know what i mean like that's yeah. the whole thing and to show like uh for this i think he actually this is a quote for this purpose have i raised you up that i might show my power through you uh it might not be that exact actual verse but i think it might be the guy there was a king that went crazy I think it was in the book of Daniel. And that quote, that verse comes out. It says, for this reason, have I lifted you up? And the whole thing is to show forth his glory in, in man. So we have that story. So, yeah, I think it's all about God's glory. Just show it, just showing off. Sounds like it. He's but just, he's I, showing off. <laughs> he's, Go God's a show off. Is that what you're saying? It sounds like it. Great answer. Gotcha. Jesus knows he will go to hell for three days, then rise to heaven, which, which we'll, we'll talk about this later because I have a whole nother theory behind this, but, uh, requires someone to betray him, to allow him to be caught and sacrificed. Right? So Judas knows he's betraying Jesus to allow him to be sacrificed for all humanity. But in return, Judas is then sentenced to an eternity in hell. So Judas is then making the biggest sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess, but I mean, I see what you're saying, but <laughs> my thing is this, it goes into though the, uh, the idea of this is why I go back and forth between free will and between uh, what you're destined to, right? And he's called several times the man of perdition. And it was foretold like it was a prophecy. Jesus even talked about it before. So Jesus knew what would happen. And so this whole thing is like, are there events that are set in the course that we cannot change, even though we get there through free will? If that makes any sense at all. Like, I do think that Judas, I mean, made those choices, but I think that it was either foresaw or also predestined to happen. So, I mean, I don't know what you're talking I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the yeah. thing with the sacrifice or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes he sense. Knew. Well, yeah, he knew he was going to be spending an eternity in hell. He, and he knew he was sacrificed. And he knew he was what he was giving up. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a big I don't gift. know that he knew. I don't know that he knew. That don't he, so? I don't know that he knew that he was. A, no, I mean, I, I mean, that's not how the Bible reads. I mean, I'm sure maybe he did. He, kind of thought about it but it sounds like he didn't believe Jesus's story he was just in it for the money and then afterwards he felt sad about it but I think it actually says Jesus or uh, the devil or Satan entered his heart which is a weird verse Jews were involved in Jesus <laughs> no Jews were enslaved in Egypt but then hundreds of thousands of them escaped captivity and an entire Egyptian army is drowned in the Red Sea in pursuit, and yet there's no mention of these events in Egyptian history. Well, yeah, you're only, I mean, the victory belongs, or the uh, history is written by the victor. Didn't Napoleon say that? I mean, they're not yeah, going to write there. Why, why, but their whole army was drowned. Why, would, why wouldn't there be some kind of history? That doesn't sound like they won. I mean, it doesn't sound like their whole army was. I mean, I don't. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't know that their whole army was destroyed. Did it, it say just, that? It was just. I don't uh, know. I honestly was, don't know. Like, did it say the whole army? I don't know. Maybe it was just a platoon. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was like one platoon that got destroyed, I don't think that's worth writing about. I mean, maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. But they're like, we're chasing these motherfuckers down, and then they're like, okay, 
the seas come up high tide with that one they said the there's i don't know where i heard this but instead of like just actually parting they said there's a ver- a word in there that that makes it sound like the seas actually congealed like ice and so when they fro they it basically they were like frozen it was like frozen like that i don't know i don't know where i got that but i did hear that oh another one that I, I didn't even write down but i was just thinking of was how come they never give the specific name of the pharaoh yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. And I will tell you this too. There's actually a debate that goes on right now because a lot of the like a lot of the names in the Bible mean something. So like I don't have an example off the top of my head, but all the names all the names like fit the story. So there's a debate or whether those people actually had the right names or it was just like a name given to them to fit the story when they were telling it. Like uh, I guess I guess what I'm saying is was his name really Moses? They don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like or was yeah. his or was that just the writer just being like, Oh, this was whatever, the chosen yeah. one or I don't know what it was, but you playing know. the telephone game with, you know, so right. many centuries between. Uh you know what's funny is I actually saw a thing about a uh it was a like a Christian historian who had gone to Israel and she had got with a bunch of like uh like priests and rabbis and stuff like that and was like talking with them about the story of Moses and it by the way this was on a TikTok post so take it as that value <laughs> that uh, is true uh yeah yeah i just but it was one of those things that was just interesting and she would but she was conveying that like you know all you know these stories were true these stories were true but it was like a consensus that the story of Moses was more of like a legendary figure and I, I think that's one of the arguments is that yeah. he was like, uh, like this, basically just like a story to, um, you know, relay, you know, certain moral values and all this kind of stuff like that. Um, but it was just kind of interesting that you wanted to that you brought up this one. I was like, man, I, I just heard this chick talk about this the other day. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of interesting, and she was like, her mind was blown. Because she had like believed to the fullest extent that this was a figure, but like you said, it could have been maybe his name wasn't Moses, but you yeah. know, it could have been something else later. You know, like yeah. we just like someone who didn't like his real name, kind of like uh, um, I'm not to throw us <laughs> a side story here, but it's kind of like the difference between um, uh, Paul Revere and Andrew Bissell. Andrew, yeah, I think Andrew Bissell was the guy's name. The person that actually did the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Paul Revere went 50 miles. Andrew Bissell went like 200 and something. So the person that actually did the midnight ride <laughs> was Andrew Bissell, not yeah. Paul Revere. But Paul, but the midnight ride of Paul Revere sounds a lot better than the midnight walk of Andrew Bissell. Like you know right. what I'm saying? Like it just sounded better. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it could have been one of those things where they're like, all right, we like what the guy did. We need to, we, we, we need, all right, he needs one name. Uh, but we can't do, uh, you know, Prince formerly known as, like, we got to do something that's got a ring to it. 
so oh, I want to go on record and say I do I do think that that in my own personal opinion I do, because when I was going to Bible school and stuff like they have reasons like I I don't feel confident enough to like say it on here but they're they have it pretty much pinpointed where they believe that what and I wish that I knew which one it was but I don't but but what Pharaoh it was and also they have I feel like I read they had like stories of like of a similar situation of not all in full detail, but like, like there was somebody that was like under Pharaoh and all this, like there is evidence out there. If you look, um, I just, I don't know it offhand, but I, but I think all of this, like, especially with old Testament stories, like if you want to talk theology or talk like whatever, I'm a little bit more well-versed, but like for the history stuff, I think it goes down into the nature of stories sometimes too. Like, I, so we're looking at stories or, or myths or whatever, uh, is like, we want it to be, like they were writing a history. And I think that hasn't always been the case throughout different cultures. Like, I think that sometimes stories get recorded and the details don't matter other than like the main point, if that makes any sense at all. But I, I, I am somebody that thinks like, I, I mean, I do believe it is, is pretty much face value. I do think, it, you know, I do think that it happened the way that it said. And I think there's evidence yeah. for it, if, you know, if you look, but I, I just, you know, there's always going to be some kind of doubt. But even if I found out that all everything wasn't recorded exactly as it was, you know what I mean? That would not that would not hurt my faith because I think the essence of why they were writing the story was still conveyed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So the Jews wandered around in an area the size of New Jersey, roughly, for forty years. The area could be covered multiple times in roughly forty weeks by foot. How fucked up was their GPS? They're going bad, in circles. Dude. Yeah, they were going in circles. They were all over the place. Yeah, because they were getting sense. led by a cloud by day and a and a, a pillar of fire by night, dude. And that's the thing. Like, it's not that I don't know that it wasn't that they didn't know where to go. They were just trying to follow God. Just fo- <laughs> or follow whatever, yeah. dude. They were getting water from a rock. And they were getting manna that fell from the sky, dude. Like, if I was getting all that stuff, and they saw all the stuff that happened in Egypt. So wouldn't you be like, man, if I don't do what you know, God says, I'm going to get smitten. And if they took too much, like with the, with the manna, yeah. if they took more than they needed for that day, it turned to worms. And they couldn't eat it. So uh, if you're seeing uh, all these miracles all the time, dude, yeah, I'm going to follow whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do const- what they tell me to do. Constantly, that kind of supernatural shit's going on. Whew. I don't know if I could handle it. I might have to run. You're getting be, smitten. I'd be you freaked smitten. out. Dude, they touched, re- they did something and everybody got leprosy, dude. Everybody got leprosy for making fun of somebody. I think they made fun of like Moses or something. And then they, or Joshua, one of the, one of the first priests. And then they, and then everybody got leprosy that made fun of them. And Damn. they had to heal them. I wouldn't ah. be messing around with that stuff, dude. Yeah. I'd be. Alex, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, we can't. There'd be a lot of people in trouble. We can't keep our <laughs> like, mouths shut. We'd be the ones with leprosy. Like God, that was just a fucking joke, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Why? Come on, man. <laughs> like you, like, you, you killed hundred. You know, like thousands of Egyptian soldiers. You can't take one joke. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Can I tell you a verse that messes with me? Yeah. It's uh, Psalm one. 
Uh, Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of many waters, whose wheat leaf does not wither, uh, and everything he does shall prosper. And I said that because I like joking around. I like having fun. I am a sarcastic person. But the verse says, it doesn't sit in the seat of mockers. And I wonder, throughout different history, like I read Stoicism and all this stuff, and it talks about being quiet. Like, And, you know, we equate wise people with their speech and, and fools by how much they talk. And I think all the time, like, man, maybe joking around all the time is bad. You know what I mean? Like, because I do it myself. But I'm thinking, like, maybe if I want to take myself and my spiritual walk and my wisdom to the next level, maybe I need to chill out a little bit. That one's that one pricks me. I'm gonna be honest. That I did a stand-up one time that I regret to this day, and I said it, and it was like, as it left my, it was like a, it was like Chris Rock, like he just said the first thing that came out of his head. Like I didn't believe what I was saying, but it was like, it was just in the moment, I guess, and yeah. it was basically like I was, uh, I can't remember what the joke was. It was. It was there was a big issue about uh, Santa Claus, whether he was black or white, and that was like flowing all over the internet. And then I brought in like you know that's silly. That's a silly question. <laughs> I know, and it was just like it was this whole big thing about it. And then I was just like you know, and then I brought it, and I was talking about this on stage, and I was like you know it's just kind of like Jesus, like everybody's fighting over like what ethnicity is. This. And the thing that I said that hurts me to this day to think about, and I, I literally like, was like, I shouldn't have said that. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, as <laughs> you I said go, it on stage, you apologize said, on stage. No, no. I, oh, okay. When I got off stage, I went, oh, fuck. No, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I just, I, and I, it was more aimed at Santa Claus, but it was like I had brought up Santa Claus and Jesus and like what ethnicity they were. And I went, what does it matter? They're both made up. And then, <laughs> and then, oh, oh hell no, oh. hell no! Yeah, 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 yeah. And dude, I felt so bad. <laughs> I th- I've thought about that so many times, and I just go, uh, "Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I was I was going for a cheap joke. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh, my bad." Um, well, I think there's something to be said for like a mocking, a mocker's mentality where yeah. or, like that's for me, that's my defense mechanism. You know what right. I mean? Like it's like if I didn't laugh, I'd be real upset all the time. But at the same time, I think like maybe, maybe if I, you know, I like on, if I'm watching a bunch of comedians and stuff on YouTube, which I like, like I like Norm MacDonald. I like a, like um, uh, Mark Norman, like I like a lot of those guys. But when I watch it too much, I find that my thought process like I get more into like, I don't want to say the world, but like my quality of life goes down. And when I focus on like serious things, like, you know, like stoicism or my Christian beliefs and all that, I feel like my life's better. And I think maybe too much of, you know, surrounding yourself with people like that is a bad thing. Things that you 
can see is all that you lack. Come on up to the house. Oh, your crying don't do no good. Come on up to the house. Come down off the cross. We can use the wood. You gotta come on up to the house. Just a passing through. You gotta come on.
Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure I was jam watching Jim Jeffries back to back to back <laughs> around that time. And yeah. that's where I was like, I'd hone that in. I was like, I don't believe that at all. But like, it was just, it was like, it was like I had set it up and I was like, oh, this is the joke. Uh, <laughs> and then I just went, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I remember Did you get a the laugh? same night I invented. Yeah, I got a chuckle. It wasn't oh. that great. Well, and that's it was probably like, worth the price of going to hell. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no. I didn't mean it, and I've asked for forgiveness. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but like, <laughs> but uh, the funny thing, uh, the, the same night I actually went on some rant about uh, I think uh, oh, what's that dude? Oh, the, the uh, Bill O'Reilly. Like he had just got kicked off the air. Mm-hmm. And I went around about him. You, and do you know who? Oh, what's that blonde girl? Uh, Tommy, something. Yeah, um, Tommy she's Lauren. Twenties. Like Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. I, I just. I and I also made some joke about her, and I, I invented a term, finger swinging. Oh God. To Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> and I remember the entire crowd loved that. They, I remember that for sure because they were like, I remember some guy in the back goes, "Did he say finger swinging?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I came up with that. It took me like eight hours to think of that. She's my hero, by the way. Yeah. God damn you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a it was a rough night. It was I don't know what I was doing. But we've all had night. You know what I mean? Like we've all had stuff like that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, I feel like if you can yeah. control, like if you really want to test your self-control, like test how much you say. You know what I mean? Because we've all had that. Right, right, right. All right. So now I want to talk about a night like that that God had. Okay, God, for- <laughs> God, God forbade Adam and Eve from eating from the tree of knowledge. Right. So uh, Satan convinced Eve that uh, that it was okay. Uh, that it was okay and and that all would be all would happen i don't know what i fucking wrote here satan convinced eve that it was okay to and all that would happen is that they would uh, know good from evil is that right that he lied right. he lies to him and then uh that means eve didn't know that satan was evil uh nor what he said could even possibly be a lie because she didn't know what a lie was then uh didn't know right from wrong so didn't even suspect that there should be a trust issue when it comes to the snake so why shouldn't they uh trust him and then why did god let the dude in there to begin with the snake in the fucking garden to begin with and and why would god allow such an evil uh, thing in the perfect garden of Eden to begin with. Well, first of all, there's a lot, there's a whole lot to unpack here, and it's going to get, this is going to be a really long answer. So I'm very sorry, but I think it's important. So, first of all, there's not too many men out there that would reject anything given to them by a naked woman. I just want to put that out there. All right. So I feel like we're off the hook okay. for that one. Was she naked or, or did she wear a fig leaf? She was naked and unashamed, dude. She was Na- naked. Naked and unashamed. But but was she attractive though? Well, it's the perfect. Well, I don't know. She probably looked like a Neanderthal, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know that, but you know, 
maybe. But to Adam, she was hot. Yeah, dude. She didn't yeah. look like a Neanderthal, man. She looked like Jessica Simpson. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm... Uh, anyway. No, I'm go well, actually, they uh, say that the first... That they DNA traced all humanity back to an African girl. So yeah, she I've heard probably that too. black. She's I've probably black. Uh, I won't get into all that either. So, but there is actually another. <laughs> there is another theory though uh, that I'm, well, I, I mean, won't get. That into. means God to, looks I, like Ask Morgan me that Freeman. question. Ask me that question after this podcast is over, and I'll tell you the theory. Uh, but I won't say it on here. So there. <laughs> okay. So what was your first question? God is Morgan Freeman. Uh, dude, if God looked like Morgan <laughs> Freeman, man, I'd be all for it. If he talked like him, it'd be great. It would be amazing. Uh, no, why was why did God allow the snake in the perfect Garden of Eden? Well, first off, I want to say this. There's nothing in the Bible that says that they didn't understand right from wrong. Uh, because even before that, he told them not to eat from the tree. So they had come some concept of what to do and what not to do. Uh, so there's nothing in there that talks about like they were just completely naive. Uh, now they didn't they hadn't they hadn't tasted from good and evil but good and evil seems to me it's that forbidden fruit that we're all tasting of every day i think it's what i think it's what we're eating when we <laughs> it figuratively uh when we do things that go against the laws of nature like clone pigs with humans and uh you know all this stuff i think that we're eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil like, are we eating and partaking in something that wasn't meant for us? I, and I would the, say that we do that all the time. I thought the pig zombie thing was just something that you find on Minecraft. No, dude, they're doing it. They're doing. They're, they're legit doing it. Really? No, it's it's a pig. It's a pig. But no, the Chinese are doing it. Where so we can harvest the organs for us. Oh, it's, it's still not an actual. It's not an actual like thing. No, it's just got around. like human organs yeah. that can just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shoot, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they are for sure, even if I'm wrong on that, they're for sure making mice and stuff with like human ears in it. I saw that when I was in elementary school yeah. and then they just cut it off. But I think all of that stuff is playing God. Uh, and I think that that's figuratively what the same thing we're doing. Now, this story in itself, there's a huge school of thought that, that is it all just a metaphor? I'm going to say I don't believe that. But, you know, if you go to the ancient, not truly the ancient aliens, but if you think like all of this, like they had this advanced technology back then, then maybe it's just a story or an allegory uh, to say like they are doing what we're doing. They played with things that they shouldn't have played with. Right. So that's one way you can look at it. Yeah. Uh, was it an allegory? And I think, you know, either way, I think that the story it gets across the message, but taking it at face value. Uh, so in this time period, if you go a little bit further into Job, uh, it talks about how like there was a time and some people believe it was until Jesus died on the cross that Satan was in between heaven and earth. Like he hadn't been cast out yet. So at some point in time, uh, we believe that he was cast out of heaven because he sinned. Right. Uh, so, uh, so he was just doing whatever he wanted to do. So he just wanted to go down and mess with it. And God, and it goes into the, why does God allow evil? And it's his, it's his own perfect will. You know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, I'm not going to be able to articulate this right. But I guess what I'm saying is, why was he allowed to be there? Because it had to happen so that he could showcase his glory and truly redeem mankind and have the true perfect people um, 
that that we were meant to be through Christ. And the Bible verse says, it does not yet appear what we shall be, uh, but when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So in all of this depravity that happened in the Old Testament, through sin, God made something. He, woo, I'm getting cold chill. He gave us beauty for ashes uh, and, and gave us something better through our sin. So all of this had to happen to achieve true perfection, which is to be joint heirs with Christ and to be God's children. So we say it uh, figuratively, like, yes, Adam and Eve were God's children because they were created. Um, But through sin and through Jesus's death, we were allowed and and made into a new creation. And so I would say all, all of that evil and all of that sin and all of everything had to happen. And it was in God's perfect plan so that he could create something better. So what does that say about God? Uh, it says that he enjoys using his creation. He, enjoy, he enjoys us having free will, or at least the illusion of free will. And he wants a people that want him. And I would say that Adam and Eve knew nothing else than God. Uh, and so sin had to happen and all of that had to happen so that he could have a people that truly truly chose him um, because they were righteous and so something better came out of all of that so why was it allowed to happen I would say so so Jesus could come I would say that's that's the answer so that one day Jesus could arrive on the scene Uh, why is he named Jesus it's actually uh, Joshua it's named after a Mexican guy named Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, his name's actually Joshua. Uh, it's just a, it's a translation from Greek. Uh, the name is actually Joshua. So when we say like Jesus and so, like there's a bunch of G, there's a bunch of name songs like Jesus. There's something about that name, but the, the actual name is Joshua. Good, good to know. Also, the book of Job's. I mean, Jobs. When I was when I was unemployed for uh, for a, a time frame. I was reading the book of jobs for every day and I could not find a job to save my life and it did not help me one bit. <laughs> it just seemed like it seemed like just a bunch of names and dates and stuff and it was just so the book of job people think was actually a play and it's actually the oldest um, it's actually the oldest text in the bible it predates genesis um, so they believe, people believe that it was written by people who were not Jews. Uh, that was before the time period of Jews. And it's actually, if you look at how it was written down and, and broken down, it was written as a play. That makes so sense. that one in itself could be figured. The whole story on that could just be a figurative thing to right. show us like it's dumb to question God, you know? Why would God make a uh, fucking so fucking enjoyable if lust is a sin? What? What did you just say? <laughs> he said "fucking" twice. Yeah, what it was? That's all I heard. Fucking, Why would God make fucking so fucking enjoyable if lust is a sin? Uh, well, I mean, it, it's enjoyable because it, it's a spiritual thing. Like we're sinful, our sinful nature. Like, yeah, it's enjoyable, but at the same time, we—I think all of us, especially in American culture—disregard uh, that it's actually a spiritual act. I mean, you know, it's two people becoming one. They shall become one flesh. Uh, and yeah, it's enjoyable because it's it's supposed to be meant for the realm of 
marriage in the realm of commitment in the realm of sacrifice and it, there's a greater principle there uh nothing comes for free right like so like peter parker or whatever with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> uh, but 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 with that like it's an allegory of yeah good things happen in life but there's a lot of work that goes into it like that that something that great and that precious um doesn't just come with no cost and so when you cheapen it or whatever first of all you're dis disregarding the spiritual aspect of it of you know you're becoming one flesh and your souls are in union together um, but it also goes against like i mean it, from a Christian perspective, it talks about like it, basically everything is an allegory of Christ and the church. Like, he, you know, Christ laid down his life for the church, and then the church is supposed to be submissive to Christ and God. Uh, and it's the same thing. Like, the man lays down his life uh, for, you know, for the wife, and then the wife in turn is submissive to the husband. And it's that whole yin and yang concept. Right. I got you, man. Ten Commandments. Yeah. Speaking of the Ten Commandments, uh, if Sabbath is actually on Saturday. Sabbat. Why do we worship on Sunday when it's a direct violation of one of the Ten Commandments? Because Jesus superseded it, uh, and um, he rose on the third day, which is Sunday. And another reason is the Jews were in church, like Peter and all them, the apostles, were in church Saturday, uh, but they couldn't worship Jesus, so they all just worshiped in the temple Jesus on Sunday, too. Yeah, so yes, to your point, Saturday is the day of rest, but we worship Jesus on Sunday because the third day. Do you know who started that? Jesus. Constantine started that. <laughs> no, they worship Jesus in the temple on Sunday. No, they did not. Yes, they did. They they worshiped on Saturday. All, all the way Acts. up. I did all the way up until you did not all the way up until Constantine <laughs> came around. He instituted it, and and because he worshipped the sun, and he, he yeah, was, that's a whole thing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and then so he started this whole thing where he wanted to get the whole sun cult thing that he was part of integrate it with the Christians. So they basically just turned everything from saturday to sunday yeah i mean i've heard that stuff too i but but it's the same thing like yeah there was a lot of the, that that went on like as far as christmas easter like all that stuff but that's a catholic church but i right. but i'm pretty i'm almost positive man that they worshiped on sunday because the that's when everybody was out of the temple oh now you got me questioning but i will go back and look all right uh, Michael. Yes. Is the Holy Grail real? Uh, no. It's not not in any way, shape, or form. I don't believe so. No. Did not act, a woman? Did Jesus actually survive the crucifix <laughs> and live to forty two A.D.? Was married to <laughs> no. Mary Magdalene? Had at least <laughs> one child that was continued the bloodline to this day. And Jesus's time. <laughs> it was custom for so. men. It was custom for men of faith to be married, and harshly frowned on to not be married. It also never states in the Bible one way or another if Jesus was actually married. So we can then assume that he was, because that was the custom at that time. 
It was Jewish law that an unmarried man was not to be a teacher or rabbi unless he was married. So does that mean he was married? Does Madeline uh, was was of means? Mary Magdalene was of means? And not I think actually- that it's possible. Oh, sorry. Well, all right. So I got multiple questions going here. So go ahead with what I said already. Well, your first to the first point is all of the Jewish teachers of the day absolutely hated Jesus. So that should tell you something right there. Like they were all ticked off at him. You had the Pharisees, who he was the closest ones to. So the difference, and so you have two religious sects. You have the Pharisees, and you had the Sadducees, uh, and the Sadducees were they did not believe like in an afterlife or anything like that. So Jesus was more closely related to the Pharisees, like in spiritual belief. But all those guys were like the politicians of the time, too. Uh, so they were like your governors, literally. Uh, right. So, But anyway, they hated him. And they, they said he did, went again. He ate with sinners. He did all this stuff. That's why they hated him so much. So like to your point about the, about the supposed to be married and all that stuff, I don't know that. But at the same time, like I know they hated him. So there was a lot, I'm sure, that he did that they didn't agree with. Uh, now... I've wondered about this too because there's nothing it says it says this that he was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin uh, so I would even though it's not talked about in scripture I would say he was tempted sexually as well uh, but didn't but didn't fall into sin but it's not now, but it's not a sin if he was married and procreated with his right. wife and had children would it that, just never would it states my one faith? way or the other if he <laughs> did or not well, yeah. I mean, would it hurt my faith if he was married? No. You know what I mean? Like, no. no. Of course but not. But I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think so. Now, I wonder about Mary Magdalene and stuff, though. But I mean, I, I'm sure some of those ladies that follow Jesus, like he's like the best guy ever. Like, you can't tell me they weren't attracted to Jesus. They were for sure attracted to Jesus. Right. He had like, an egg pack. Well, he was a carpenter. <laughs> Right. I mean, carpenters back then were huge. I mean, I don't know that, but but I mean, they were all working with their hands and stuff. So he was at least they were, seasoned. They were all the rave. Supposedly, yeah. it never says in the Bible that he was a carpenter. No, but his dad was. So you're just assuming, because look, Alex's dad There's is a, lot a of farmer. Assumptions. Doesn't make that Alex is going to be a farmer. He's a brewer. My dad <laughs> That's true. worked. At, my dad was a foreman in a in a steel mill. And I've never been in a steel mill in my life. That's true. Yeah, it was but, a little bit different. Really, but back then it was a little was bit a, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say even if you go back, I don't know, a couple hundred years ago, like if your father was a blacksmith, you're probably gonna be a right. blacksmith because it's the tools of the trade that you learned, and that's how you were gonna survive because that was the only way they could prepare you. Us right. today, it's like we have infinite, you know, information. So it's like, right. Dad, I. I want to be a choreographer. I just want to dance. And he's just like, oh, damn it, son. I thought you were going to work construction with me. He's like, nope, give me the leotard. I'm out. And then just like, I'm going to be a star. Uh, Alex's right. dad was uh, the AVN male performer of 1973. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to be right back. I'm getting out of brew. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got to go look this up. Um <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> That'd be some cr- that would be some wild shit to find out about your parents and be like, wait, what? What? Like, like, dude, we were rummaging through my dad's old porns, and uh, lo and behold, he was fucking saw, in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I saw 
your dad uh, as a young man uh, really giving it to this lady uh, he delivered her a pizza uh, <laughs> and, and, they, and they never ate the pizza yeah uh, oh that but, seems like such a waste <laughs> I know right that's how you know you've gone past your prime is when you see the pizza box just sitting there and you're like God. Oh, that pizza. Ah, damn it. It's just getting cold. God, I could have ate that entire yeah. pizza. <laughs> like, what is he doing? That, that looks like it's going to kill your back in 30 years, son. Like, eat the pizza and just sit down. Right, right. Have yeah. the pizza, a couple beers, and uh, just let her do her own thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of, since we're down this route, since we were talking about this earlier, too, uh, is it... Is it sinful to keep your virginity by doing the fifth base loophole? Oh, uh, oh, the in the butt, in the booty. Uh, because I have met many a Catholic girl uh, and Baptist, and I have every, every, no, every denomination. Right, that they're that are very devout, and they're like, no, no, no. That way is for marriage, but. If you want to walk around back, there's an entertaining party back there. <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's all that's true. It's all mullet. I, I know that's exactly what, what you're is. saying. It's the mullet. It's the mullet of having sex. You got business, to, virginity in the front, party in the rear. Damn. So, my one of my best friends in high school, his girlfriend, was exactly like that. Like they right. fucked constantly. <laughs> Only it was anal all the time. And he's like, and they were both those, both like, yeah, we're saving it for marriage. And I'm like, you're not saving shit for marriage, dude. Right. Like, you've done done, yeah. you've done literally everything you can possibly <laughs> think of, yeah. except for dick in a vagina. And right. like, and he, he's like, like, he's like, no, that, that's that's for marriage. I'm like, dude, <laughs> once you get married, you're gonna be bored. That if that's what you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh. yeah. You know what that guy did? That guy took an instruction manual and turned it into a like choose your own adventure. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. Good job. R. L. Stein, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> a man is born a slave, oh lord, or a man is born a chief. I'll always be a beggar, Lord, and I'll always be a thief. Before I grow dark and old and lose my eyes to see, I'll pay back all the things I owe if you remember me, Lord, Lord. Will you remember me? Oh, will you remember me, Lord, Lord? Will you remember me? Oh, will you? Instead, I know you gotta be hotter in hell hanging up on that tree. Now, if I give you a sip of wine, will you remember me, Lord? 
to see what I must be And after I have come this far Will you remember me? I think that's the problem with all this stuff, man. People are trying to find loopholes. Uh, I look bald. Uh, anyway, uh, no, they're trying to find all these loopholes. First of all, uh, the Bible talks about like uh, Jesus said, like you, uh, he said, like you say, or you, the law says um, that if a man, uh, if a man chooses to divorce his wife or something, let her give her, let him give her. A, a letter of divorcement. But I say unto you, if any man looks on a woman with lust, he's already committed adultery in his heart. And this is what Jesus came for, man, uh, to, to remove the letter of the law. Like, and it go, this is where it goes into more of where uh, commonalities between, you know, Greek schools of thought and Eastern religion, all this stuff. It's all about the heart. It's all about doing right. Like, and the, that's the whole thing. Like everybody's trying to find all these loopholes. Like if you're really trying to be a Christian, you're going to move closer to, uh, more purity and more like doing the right thing rather than like trying to find all these loopholes around like oh i you know i gotta i can't i can't have sex i gotta do it the other way you know like i i think that's the problem that i have with a lot of christians and myself included shoot but i think like the whole purpose is like you're supposed to have a relationship with god and like and let your heart be pure and like and all this stuff is written for a reason and I think I've never known anybody that's followed this and and not, you know, had like a great life. Like, I don't know. But I do think yeah. there's something also to be said for people. So I'm a nerd, but like my wife and I always talk about this. I think it's in Pride and Prejudice. Uh, the lady says like, I want to, maybe I'm wrong about this, but there's a quote that's like, I want somebody who has the urge to do evil, but chooses to do good over the person that has no you know has no urge to do evil and i would make the argument if you do not have the urge to do evil and you're just doing your stuff but it's it's what the bible says is that truly righteous and i would say no i mean yeah you're you're living that way but like you know you're not really overcoming anything you're not really i don't know and I've known guys like that too, where they're just Mr. Innocent. And that's what I like. I don't think that's good either. You know, the in Proverbs talks about don't be overly righteous or overly evil. Like it's that way in the middle and all this stuff. And I think that this is the whole point of all the scripture is like, let your heart be pure, live a good life. Like, and this is where a lot of the world religions and also philosophical schools of thought all intersect because it's like, you need to be pure inside 
And once you have a pure heart, then your actions will be pure. And that leads to a better life. All that from anal sex. And all that from anal sex. Hey, speaking of anal again, uh, have you all seen the movie that's uh, been coming out <laughs> uh, with Paul Walker, where he's like, uh, like he's an anal? Like in the. Uh, well, I was gonna say he he like talks to dudes in jail. Um, really, but it's like he's I can't remember. It's like pastor or something, but he's like an ex gangster boxer, and he like becomes a priest, and he huh. basically talks to inmates. And it was like back Paul before Walker was dead. Not Paul Walker. Oh my God. Uh, Riddick. Consular Riddick. No, no, no. Oh guy? my God. Uh, I thought this was hey, like one of those later released ones. Ah, or damn something. it. No, 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 no. Not Paul Walker. Why the hell did I say Paul Walker? <laughs> well, I don't um, know. But I was confused. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> I knew Paul Walker joined. I didn't know. <laughs> Talk about coming back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my god, I can't remember this guy's name. Why? Why? Uh here, I'm <laughs> Well Alex thinks of that. Uh Michael, do you think that Mary Magdalene is also Mary of Bethany, who was the sister of Lazarus? Uh no. Why not? I that's just what I've been taught. I really have no <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got I th- nothing. Uh, I think I th- that there, I mean, Mary was a pretty popular name in the time. I do know that. Like, Jesus' mom was named Mary. Like, it's basically like John. Why you know is there I mean? so like, many common names? Like, why is there so many common Western names in the Middle East? And those in Middle East doesn't have any common Western names now. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know. Again, I, but I would think, though, that we stole that name from the Middle East, right? Right, or wrong. I could like, be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I guess. I would think that it's been westernized, dude. You and here's where everybody comes. Here's where everybody g- goes across the line. You're right about the Catholic Church and like Constantine and all that stuff. Like the Catholic Church, again, wasn't. But that's not the church. Like that's not the Bible. I'm sorry, all you Catholics out there. Look, this is just my crazy hillbilly point of view. But sit, like, it has been institutionalized. You know what I mean? And that's where right. people go back and forth on this stuff. It's like when you talk about the church, like, yeah, the Catholic church, but like I would think a lot of even Catholics would say that the Catholics don't follow the Bible, right? So there's a difference in who God is call or who Jesus is calling the church and who people think of the church back then. And like, I think that was an institution. Right. So Dude. all of this stuff, I think yeah. that we just stole their names. The Catholic Church stole their names, and it's been right. westernized. Right. So so let's get back on the Bible then, because this is plot holes of the Bible. Let's, yeah. Let me just read oh, this. Alex, th- Alex remembered it. Yeah, yeah. I was say real quick, real quick. Fucking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Dude, that's totally different than Paul Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, no, I know. Uh you know how we have this podcast that it deals with alcohol? Oh, it yeah, does yeah, yeah. effects to the brain. It does. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know why out of my brain came Paul Walker, but I was. How many sweet baby Jesuses are you on? Enough. And I just could not, like, I don't know why that, like, I kept saying Paul Walker, but I was thinking of Mark Wahlberg. And then I couldn't remember literally anything Mark Wahlberg was in. I was like, what is, like, I couldn't remember the good guys or. Um, just Marky Mark, dude. The he's, I couldn't think of that. He's an, he's, I was sitting there going, he was a rapper. Yeah, back in the day, nothing. Anyway, but yeah. 
if there's one cons- look, look i got this whole paragraph let me just read this off to you and then you can interject at the end okay maybe I just i wrote this today and and then i got i'm only halfway through what i had to talk, ask you about so <laughs> if there's one conspiracy that links the vast amount of types of christianity it's the new testament and specifically the four gospels of jesus these four gospels at times not only contradict each other but violently disagree only matthew and luke say anything about at all about jesus's origin and birth and are at odds with each other according to matthew jesus was an aristocrat and an heir to the king david and solomon and uh, was visited by three wise men and jesus's parents were residents of bethlehem all along and jesus was born in a house and it was heretic's uh persecution of jews that forced them to flee and only when returning from egypt did they live in nazareth and according to luke uh jesus was less stock and po- was of less of less of stock less of stock what the fuck does that mean i wrote that less of stock and poor and was visited by shepherds instead of three wise men and was born in bethlehem in a manger not in a house why where's these why is these these conflicting stories so uh actually just a little fun fact there's something called mark and priority um and actually they think that mark is the oldest one and all of the other ones are derived from that uh because mark is the shortest and um and so the others would be like add-ons or whatever they were also written for different things so luke actually also wrote acts so each of the reasons for writing the gospels was different so they were highlighting different things and like the book of john was from um him personally so like he was writing against gnosticism from who personally john the the beloved disciple because he never actually names himself in the book of john yeah a lot of people think a lot of people think that John, the book of John was actually wrote by Lazarus. Yeah, I've never heard that. I, you just heard it now from me. Well, that's the first time I ever heard it. I think uh, that. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Anyway, not to get on it. I mean, we could talk okay. about that. Do you want to talk about that? Just keep going what you're going with. So the manger, everybody think it's like a shed. Uh, back in that day, like the manger was in the house. Like, it was part of it. It was all one thing. And so, like, they kept their donkeys and stuff. Like, all that was, like, a part of the house. So, like, yeah, it's the same thing. Now, these are two different instances. So, like, at Christmas time, you everybody portrays the wise men being there at Jesus' birth. That's not the case. It was actually a year after. Um, so, those are two separate instances. The, the shepherds were there at Jesus' birth, but the wise men actually came, like, a year later. And oh, they were actually day? not even... I don't know. I, I guess know. first birthday, first birthday. No, I they were following that star. First birthday. Did you really? Yeah. They were following that star, um, and so everybody thinks those guys were Jews. They were the the actual word for the wise men is magi. That means magicians, uh, and everybody and they think they were um, Zo Zoroastrians, Zoroastrians from um, the Middle East, which is I think in modern day Iran. 
Um, but they, they were like followers of Zoaster, or Zo- I think it's his name. Um, and so they use like magical stuff. So like the, the astrology that I saw actually pinpointed it to an exact time period. You can go, I think it's on YouTube. And he went back and recreated what the star would have been like there. And I don't know all, the whole thing, but I do know that there, there was like actually legit. Like it's a really good, I'll try to find it after this and send it to you. But anyway, those were two different things. Um, and the house was, the house was like the same thing. Like it was just the manger was a part of the house. Oh, okay. So Jesus of the Nazarene or Nazareth, uh, not actually a place. Nazareth didn't exist until long after Jesus had died. I don't you, know. I've never have heard you heard of, of this? So there was a there was a sect of Jewish people called the Nazarene. Have you heard of that? I've heard of the Nazarene. Yeah. And they think that maybe Jesus was actually just part of the Nazarene and somehow it got lost in translation that he was of Nazareth, but he was actually part of the Nazarene. I don't know, because there was even like a saying, like, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And I think there's actually, no, that's not true at all. Because there's an Old Testament. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there was an Old Testament. I think it's in Ezekiel where it actually names the, it names the town. It said it'll be born and be born or something like that. It talks about Nazareth. Yeah, because yeah, they make Nazareth out to be like a shithole. But yeah. basically, Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But but in historical historically, Nazareth didn't exist on a map until long after. He was already like yeah, contemporary contemporary maps of Jesus's time have there is no Nazareth on the map. Yeah, because there's a freaking agenda, dude. Like that's the thing. Like everybody's after the fact, two thousand years after the fact, trying to go back and discredit all this crap. No, right. no, that's bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I'm getting a little tipsy. But seriously, like all this stuff, it's like you're just trying to go out. Like, and it's like there's college classes that talk about reading the Bible as literature. Like, F this crap, dude. It wasn't written as literature. There's certain books that are. Psalms is written as literature. Proverbs is written as literature. Ecclesiastes is written as literature. But the rest of it's supposed to be history. Like, and you're reading some dude's letters. Like, Paul, like, wasn't trying to write, like, his master thesis. He was literally writing to a church. Like, how can you read that as literature and go through all of it and, like, dissect it word for word? Like, oh, he should have said this here. It's like, no, he was just talking. He was just yeah. a dude. Yeah, he was just anyway, saying words. Sorry. Yeah, he was just saying words, man. Christ is a suffix. Or a title. Or a title. Given to a to given to a king, like King David. And all of the descendants of King David, meaning that Messiah or priest king. So Jesus Christ is actually not an actual proper noun, but or proper name, but it was all of like David, it was David Christ, and all of his descendants were all had the suffix Christ because it meant at the time it meant Messiah or priest king. Well, David didn't have no, no, no. David didn't have that stuff. So this all happened out of Babylonian captivity. Um, so what happened was the temple got destroyed um, when when Babylon came in, and all everybody it started with Daniel, and they took all the best people and took them to Babylon. Um, and then I think it was the Syrians that took over Babylon. Um, and so with that, the temple was destroyed. And now in, in Jewish tradition, um, the temple was, was very, very important 
to the actual Jewish thing because that's where the sacrifices were made. So then if no sacrifices could be made, then there was no atonement for sins. So when they went to Babylon, that's when all of this like faith stuff started really coming together. And then the, and that's when they started looking at the prophecies like Ezekiel came out of that time. There was prophecies of a Messiah that were coming out. And, and then they had, um, uh, oh shoot, um, Nehemiah came in and they started sending people back to Jerusalem. The temple got rebuilt. And then from all of that, because there was no sacrifice, that's where this all these prophecies of a savior coming. Now that's why everybody didn't believe Jesus. Because this whole time they were talking about there's there's gonna be this king that's gonna come and rise up and free us from captivity. But what God sent or sorry, I'm preaching. Uh, what God what God sent, what God sent wasn't what people were expecting. And Jesus actually made great pains to show people, like you heard of Palm Sunday. When people were throwing yeah. down palms, that's or pr- throwing down palm leaves, that was a sign of what they used to do to Roman emperors when they would be entering the city. They'd throw down palm leaves, so they were saying, "Hey, come and relieve us of this of the Roman captivity that we're under." But actually, when Jesus came through, they were expecting him to be riding on a like this huge horse, and guess what he rode on? A donkey's colt. And that's not just a donkey; that's a baby donkey. So I'm picturing Jesus's feet's like dragging the ground, and so like when he's riding through the city, everybody's expecting this great conqueror. But Jesus came to show, like, hey, I'm not here to free you from the Roman captivity. I'm here to free you from the penalty of your sins and through sent through Satan's enslavement. And my kingdom is not of this earth. He even said that. And so that's why they hated him because they wanted somebody that that was going to save them in the present age. But they didn't realize that the scope of his mission was to save them eternally. And so that's why they were looking for this giant king. And that's why he came as meek and mild. But when he comes again, Mike, he's not going to come on a donkey's colt. He's going to come with a sword coming out of his mouth. And he's going to slay the wicked. That's what the Bible says. That's what my Bible said, Alex. Tell you what. That's what my Bible said. So so about (laughs) all of of all connecting to all of what you just said... (laughs) There, there's a, a mindset out there that thinks that Jesus was actually a political figure like a lot of these other top Jews at the time that you were just talking about as mayors or whatever, right? Yeah. And Or governors or whatever you said. And then there was a, a strict, like or not a strict, but there was like a, a big divergent when it came to the followers of Jesus contemporary followers of Jesus where a whole sect of them was following him as far as like politically and his heir to David and he's the king of the Jews and all of this and then the second sect which is then predominantly grew into Christianity was the spiritual side of everything was yeah. in his teachings and then basically because they won out they kind of censored all of the political stuff that he was doing at the time and and that it, they basically made him more of a messiah and more of a like the the child of god and everything else uh and really he was just a very prominent politician at the time. 
Well, here's the thing. Like, looking back on it historically, I get where people are coming from with that stuff, right? Uh, like, I get that. But at the same time, there's no evidence for any of this. Like, right. they're just reading into it. And that, that's the problem I have with all of these theories. It's like, there's no evidence. Like, half the time I hear, was Jesus even a real person? And then all of a sudden, there's all these theories out there of like, oh, he was this guy. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no evidence for any of this stuff. Right. And here's what I will say to your point. I think that is true, what you just said. But Jesus, throughout his ministry, went to great pains to get rid of the people who did not do that. He even was talking about when he was doing like some of his servants ser- sermons. He went and and a bunch of people abandoned him. And you know when it was? And it's funny that it all came full circle when he said, "Unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part in me." And during that sermon, half of the crowd that was following him left. And he looked at his disciples, and he said, "Are you guys going to leave too?" And they said, "No, we're going to follow you forever, or whatever." Uh, but but that's the, Jesus literally went to knew that that was the case. They knew that the people that were following him were wanting to revolt and wanting to overtake the Roman government. And right. he went, and that's what that was his whole message when he was here. Is like I'm not here for that. I'm here for a greater purpose. And so yeah, I think to that point, I think that there is some truth to that. But I think there's a lot of evidence according to you know obviously the the Bible. But I mean, what other evidence do we have? That uh, that he didn't he wasn't about that life, right, dude. So, all right. So, and then about you say uh, about him coming back with his sword out of his mouth, fucking wiping motherfuckers out, right? So, yeah. Pre tribulation rapture, yes, is is not accurate, right? Uh, so there's pre trib, there's post trib, there's millennialism, there's amillennialism. There's like six different ones. There's six different raptures. I would say there's yeah, yeah. And the Bible. Well, so no, no, no. So there's the difference between the rapture and the second coming. The rapture is the rapture of the church, but Jesus never actually touches his foot on the Mount of Olives. When Jesus comes back and returns to Earth, that's the second coming of Christ. So there's there's and again, do I know? No. But the teachings that I've heard, there's two different, there's two things. And everybody always made fun of it when I was in Bible college because they were like, well, Jesus is only going to come twice or once. Like, and yes, that's true. But Jesus is only going to return one time. The rapture of the church says nothing about about Jesus returning to earth. It says we're going to meet him in the air. And then the battle of, um, the battle of uh, that, I don't know, there's some place out there in the Middle East. Um, Armageddon, the Battle of Armageddon. That's when he's going to return, and he's actually, according to the Bible, he's going to be dre- have a have the name of God written on his thigh. His remnants are going to be dressed dripped in blood, and he's going to come with a bunch of other people, uh, the redeemed.
my tattoo that i get i need jesus on the back of the unicorn to have god tattooed on his thigh yeah, while carrying a thigh. sword that would be amazing yeah that'd be pretty damn epic that would uh, be um dude because that would make it better so this so all right so now i'm bringing alex back in for like to to kind of close out this episode because <laughs> because I like it because this is this is now we're going to go into conspiracy theory a little bit here uh with the rapture and uh the pre-tribulations and all that 
Um, my sources in the Pentagon tell me, and I have high-ranking top security sources, top super, uh, super top secret sources in the Pentagon, and they tell me that one, there's there's a whole mess of fucking people out there who believe that the rapture is going to happen before tribulations and they're not going to have to basically suffer through tribulations before the rapture and that's not accurate according to the bible can we agree on that I won't say that I agree, but I say I've, I've definitely read into it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anything on this. I see every single point of view on what you're about to say. Yeah. Like I get it because there's people that are been decapitated that are at the foot of the altar saying, "When are you gonna? When are you gonna help us out?" You know what I'm saying? Right. But go ahead. I want you to say your thing. So, so what happens is, so what's going to happen is, we have created time travel via radio signals. This is not what I thought you were going to say. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> so so we have created time travel via radio because we cannot personally, uh, with our current technology, according to my sources in the Pentagon, send somebody back in time. But we can send radio messages back in time through like, lasers and going like faster than speed of light like a radio message and the laser there's a whole science behind it i can't get into at this time because i've i'm four baby jesus is deep it's also classified it's also classified and i'd get shot anyways my point is they think that in order to <laughs> We're basically going to wipe out a massive number of the population on planet Earth. And in order to do so, we're going to make it look like the rapture. We're basically going to fake the rapture. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to send a message back in time to the 1970s. And we're going to tell the president at the time. I'm like, hey man, shit gets out of hand in the future. And the only way to save humanity is you have to nuke New York City. And they're going to nuke New York City in 1970. And all the people that are in New York City are going to be wiped out, and all of their descendants are going to be wiped out. And in current days, all those people and the descendants of those people are all just going to disappear. And people, and they're going to claim that it's the raptures happening. And that's how we're going to get down to the current population that we need. And it's not going to be just New York City. It's going to be multiple massive metropolises throughout the world they're all going to nuke them all at the same time and then in the future all these people like current day all these people are just going to disappear and they're going to claim that it's the rapture but it's going to be a false rapture and really what it is is we fucking sent a radio message back in time telling them to do this to fake the rapture to get 
the planet down to what the Georgia guidelines don't say. That's what be coherent. Go ahead. That's what I'm hearing. I was going to say, would we be coherent of that? That's the back to the future, the second coming of Biff, like kind of thing. Like everyone in the timeline doesn't realize that it happened. So we're living in utopia where Biff is running casinos and owns the town. Like we would just be like, that's our everyday life. Like these people. Apparently that's not how, apparently that's not how time travel works. According to my sources in the Pentagon. You don't when think this, we all get rewritten? When no, when this happens, all these people are just going to literally disappear. I mean, one could argue that it creates an alternate timeline, and our timeline still re- our timeline still exists, but an alternate one also exists. But whoever's doing the time traveling, if it was an actual person, not time waves, they would go to the alternate timeline. Uh, so ours, yeah. So yeah, technically they would all just disappear. Yeah, they just fade out of existence. So why wouldn't that be like the church wanting to do that then, like an evil sect? It could be. It could be because they, they it, it, it be would get more shit. people involved in the church. Like, look, we fucking told you, assholes. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah, dude. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking what you're thinking. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's that's how they're going to justify getting us down to whatever the fuck it was that the Georgia Guidelines Stone said. 500 million people, I think it was. Going from 8, 9 billion people to 500 million people. That's quite the ju- That's a lot of people raptured. Yeah. It's a lot of people raptured. That's a lot sure. of people going to heaven who don't believe in Christianity. Michael, what do you think about that? What do you think about all these these billions of people that don't even believe in God or Jesus? Are are you asking me about the fake ail- or the fake rapture? Or are you asking me about uh, like actually what do I think? Do you think that this <laughs> No, I think uh, quite honestly with the rapture thing, I think yeah. there'd be a lot less people raptured than what than what you would think. And that's sad, but I think that's true. I think that the I think that there's very few people who claim to be Christians that are actually Christians. Myself, I'm not saying myself. I'm just saying, like, I think if you really look, it says narrow is the way, and wide, uh, narrow is the way, wide is the gate that leads to destruction, uh, and narrow is the way that leads to something, and, and few are they that enter in. Uh, and it's a scary verse, man. Like, And that's what, like, I, I just wonder, like, half the stuff... I've joked about and talked about tonight. You know, it's just like, well, how much is that going to come back to bite me? You know? Do you think heaven is a lonely place? No, 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 no. I think that God is love, dude. Yeah, but I think that you never experience so many people. There's so many people that you love and cherish that will never make it to heaven because, you know, because they're they like anal sex. So with all that, we haven't no, proven that yet. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> there is a quote about a sodomite in there. Anyway, yeah, um, you can't you can't sodomize people. That's a sin. I think with all this stuff, here's where people get caught up. Uh, so they get, and even in the church world too, like people get caught up on on you know one sin or whatever is going to send you to hell. Uh, and that that's Jesus paid the penalty for the sin, right? So 
so th- then my sins are covered and they're forgotten. And it's not like every time. And that's why Martin Luther made his own church because they were the Catholic Church was telling them they had to like give alms and provisions and stuff to be forgiven of sin. And all, with all, all of that, it's like Jesus paid the price and he paid the, the penalty for sin. He literally took our place uh, when we should have went to heaven or should have went to hell. He took our place for there for that. A and lot so of people don't all, think that there is a hell anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure they do. Yeah, for sure they do. I don't think that's what the Bible says. But yeah, for sure people believe that. And do I believe that, you know, do, do I want do I want people to get put out of existence instead of go to hell? Yeah. Do I hope that it's figurative and then the people that are bad just die? Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's what the Bible says. Well, how does reincarnation fit in all of this? I just think it's bull crap. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I, I mean, I, honestly, I, at the end of the day, like legit, like I get it. I get what everybody's saying, but I can't go against the, I can't go against what's happened in my life. Yeah. I mean, what, what am I going to do? You know, maybe right. if reincarnation's real, great, dude, like great. But I will tell you, there's something called, um, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's like, if any other world religion, uh, Christianity is the only one that actually talks about like a, like a legit hell. Right, the rest of them are like people just like putting out of existence and stuff like that. Uh, so, like, this is my thing. Like, if I'm wrong, then I can just be, then maybe reincarnation is real and I'll just start again. Cool. But if they're wrong and I'm right, uh, then that's like it just seems like I, I've picked the right one. You know what I mean? But that's a very like that's a very worldly way to look at. It. Well, yeah, because there's the only one with a hell. Everybody if, else is just like I'm going to come back as a dog. You know, what if it's whatever happens is what you believe in? Well, that could be too. And then I'm going to heaven, which is even best because yeah, I feel even, like that we got the best, best thing. Yeah, even great, even great. You go to heaven, and it's not like I'm just playing come with back as a large stuff, mouth bass. Oh shoot, yeah, man, I'll catch your dad all day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no man I, I don't know I, I, look I, I've said this on your all's podcast several times like in my mind I'm a very analytical person I'm a very like you know in my own mind I think the most realistic probability is that when you die you probably just die you know like I have no concept of a soul I can't see my soul I can't feel my soul what can I feel I'm tied to this body um, but I think that that's why Jesus, or the Bible is so awesome because it talks about like that. What is Jesus looking for? Faith, dude. It says when the Son of Man returns to the earth, will, or the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? If you have his faith as a small as a grain of mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Like that's the coolest thing about Christianity. It's like faith is so rare, dude. Nobody believes in anything anymore, right? Like, and that's what he was saying. Like, oh, he called everybody all the time. Oh, you have little faith. And that's the thing. Like in my mind, I think the most realistic probability is that you're just going to die and you're just going to be like you're asleep. Uh, but my spirit and my soul and my heart, all, all to me and through the experiences I've had, um, point to I have that faith, and I think that that's what faith's about. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have all the tangible evidence, but I have enough evidence. But it just seems like in God's creation, if my worldview is correct. That God values faith for whatever reason. God values you not having all the answers, but choosing to trust Him. It's just like a child, you know. I don't know, but to me, that's what everything has taught me, and that's what it seems like the Bible points to, and a lot of other religions too. And so, I choose to have faith, you know. Yeah, man. 
I don't think I don't think you go to sleep at all. I don't think that's what happens at the end, one bit, uh, and uh, that's not what I believe in. And a lot of one one of the great things that I think about uh, Christianity is what's the what's the what's the downside of faith? There is none. I mean, I mean, maybe you live a stricter life. Ex- that's my point. Yeah, like there's no yeah, right. downside. Like what's right? What's the downside of believing in Jesus and having faith and doing what you got to do to make it to heaven? And then what happens? Either you go to heaven or you get reincarnated as uh, something else. <laughs> right. 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 I, I mean, shit. I wouldn't mind being reincarnated as one of Alex's turds. But hey, listen. <laughs> listen. That's they're inanimate objects. Objects. I can't. They don't even have souls. You think yeah, reincarnation you scares the crap out of me? I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Is it, I think. What What do you think? Maybe. Maybe earth as a whole is actually uh just a realm and not really like a planet inside of a solar system inside of a universe inside of just vast outer space of vastness of everything maybe earth as we know it is actually just a realm of god's creation the human spirit and like all these writings and all this stuff, the fact that we can conceive this stuff to me points to that there's something greater. Like not just saying Christianity, like, and it, it, it just seems like, and maybe we need to, this is something we need to tell ourselves to be at peace with death. But the fact that like you hear about the DMT elves and the fact that you hear about the other dimensions and the fact that we can configure all these things in our mind means that no matter what happens, it seems like whatever we're moving on to, as long as we live a good life here is going to be great. Not just, you know, obviously have faith in Jesus and all that. But I'm just saying like, I, I don't know. I just think that a lot of these things point to that we're meant and destined for something greater. And I hope that we die? don't end up. Yeah, I'm afraid to die. For sure I am. Why? I'm not afraid of dying. No, no, no. I'm afraid of dying. Yeah. And I think I'm afraid of the unknown, dude. Like, as much as I have faith, like, you know, nobody wants to truly go to that other side. Like, I'm pretty comfortable here. I like my life, you know? I don't want to age either. I, I see. I'm not, happen. I'm not afraid of any of that stuff. Like, I'm I'm not afraid of aging. I, I, I want to be around for my kids. This is, like, the main thing that I want to be around for is, like, just to see my kids grow up and see what happens with them basically but like as far as dying i'm not afraid of death like i look at it as like the next adventure yeah man i hope you're right i hope you're right That's my dad funny. says the same kinda, thing i'm scared to death go ahead alex i was gonna say i i feel like i do the same thing it's like i just i've always thought i get to find out what happens i get to find like the the next uh step to the process which all right i can tell you all something i feel like this has weighed on my head for like a week now because i just stumbled across this theory and you're talking about like reincarnation and like it has really fucked with me to be honest with you and it was someone saying that what if that uh like let's say reincarnation is a thing but what it is is you are reincarnated to every life imaginable in the 
in the source to eventually experience everything that the human existence is going to be because eventually your soul because the process is to essentially this is like the most narcissistic theory by the way is eventually basically you experience every life that has ever been so that one day you can become a god so everyone that you see around you is you at some point jesus i know and it has like it made me like start thinking of like is everyone just fake and i don't know it just fucked with my brain for like a week now where i'm just like i'm looking at people around me i'm like so this is like this could all be people of like after i die of this life then i go i don't know here there da, 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 in like a hundred year you know i don't know millennia i can make it back to this lady that's serving me mcdonald's and then i go <laughs> over here and then it's like and so we're all connected by one soul and it's just transmitted to grow and become something else. Damn. And then how does how does somebody like as close to you and I as you and I are? Because you and I are so damn close personality-wise. We right. even married damn near twins <laughs> as far as women. And it's crazy. We're like we're on this we're on such the same level. <laughs> right. Right. And it's just it's one of those weird, I don't know, it's just like I said. It's one of those things that the more I thought about, the more I was like, all right. And I started picking out the flaws because I really was. I was walking into rooms where I was like, that person's me. That person's me. Like, then it gave me this weird. Then I started thinking. I don't think that's a bad way to think, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably a good way to think, though. I don't know. It gave me a little bit of panicky feeling because you got to think, like, of all the, (laughs) like, the fact that it's like, yeah, there's all these people have done all these great things that the world has ever done. But then you got these people down yep. here who have committed the most uh, horrific atrocities and you're like you're like is that is that you at some point because of situational and chemical and what you're raised up you end up like murdering a family of 20 or something like <laughs> you're like, like we've <laughs> moved past that now or are we destined to get to that point right and it, it was like I mean, like I said, it's just this theory I ran across and I was like, ah, damn it. This is going to weigh heavy on my head for a while. <laughs> and I fucking hated it. And finally, I just go, all I know is I got this one. That's what, So I'm dealing with this one. Right. Uh, right. I think that's what you got to think in every in any situation. You know right. what I mean? This is all, you know, if you look at it like this is all we got, let's make the best of it. Right. I'm with you on that one wholeheartedly. But yeah, that just was like unwanted thought process yeah what about that theory that uh we saw on tiktok of the guy where everybody's died everybody died in 2012 when the mind calendar ended <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so apparently uh when you die your brain continues to work for seven minutes after your heart stops beating and you're technically clinically dead and in that seven minute time frame you basically like your brain is activating on all levels going through like every memory every memory you've ever had in your entire life and every memory you could or like every like if you didn't die at that point like what could have happened in the future if you would have lived like basically running through all that shit 
in that seven minutes. But because, as Albert Einstein said, time is relative. So that seven minutes could last a lifetime. According to the theory of relativity when it comes to time. So according to this theory, when the Mayan calendar ended it in, in 2012, we all completely collectively as a whole, all humanity blank gone dead instantly at the same time. And we collect, we collectively now are all just living out that seven minutes in our brains that's <laughs> that's going through all we we went through like our whole leading up to that point and now we're just going through like the scenarios of what's going to happen after that point and that's that explains like the uh mandela effects and how we have different uh like we uh, we remember things differently than other people remember things is just because we have shitty memories because of the drugs that we take or whatever now that is, is seven minutes in heaven right. the, <laughs> well i was gonna say this sounds like the homer simpson fan theory i ran across one time uh not to turn everything into the simpsons but like you know the one where uh homer simpson when he jumped across snake river gorge or whatever the hell it is and yeah. he fell down the ravine yeah. uh the theory is uh he actually is in a coma and he has been in a coma this whole time so everything that happened after that episode has been like aliens have happened fucking arnold schwarzenegger's the president like crazy shit has happened right before then it was very mundane and the kids grew up Mm. But but after that, they all stayed the same age and they continually stay the same age. But he is living out whatever is going on. Yeah, so that's so his seven it, minutes. It's his seven minutes. He's yeah. kind of, he's either dead or he's in a coma. And it's just he's hearing all these things going on. And he's like, you know, trying to put his brain around it. Yeah, man. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Simpsons for the win. Right. Uh, so, Michael, uh, same Michael of Alexandria. Uh, Alex and I are starting our own cult. It's going to be called the Church of Agmo. And we're going to write our own Bible. And uh, we're going to have a lot of stipulations and rules and regulations for our cult members. Uh, we just need somebody who can kind of guide us narrow us down a path that can get us to the to the maximum we're looking for the maximum amount of sacrifices at the end of the day yes i'm in you're right you're right. asking I'm all in. right that's what i'm you asking. know you know the only thing that like <laughs> i know like I was like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, we're doing this. This is going to be fun. It, but there's a weird small part of me that fears us doing that. Because, like, maybe here in, like, 40 years, people find it and they go, um, no, no, Church of Agmo. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, damn it. That's not. And then they come find us in retirement homes. And I'm old and crusty. And they're like, you are such a, you were a 
you know, prophet, you're an oracle. I'm like, no, no, no. I was being a jackass. And I was drinking a lot. Back then. <laughs> I was like, I don't even have a whole liver anymore. You understand me? <laughs> Driving like a bat out of hell when I beheld an amazing sight Was a lonely apparition by the roadside standing there With a thumb out in the wilderness and a halo in his hair He said, give me a ride to heaven, boy, I'll show you paradise Give me a ride to heaven, boy, my name is Jesus Christ So I come screeching to a halt I said, hop on in He said, thanks a lot For the lift, I forgive you of your sins Hell, I just come from Jerusalem Where things are going bad Oh, give me a ride to heaven, boy I need to talk to my dad Beneath the seat I was trying to hide the beer Oh, but he just grinned and said My friend, I know you must think it's odd But you got nothing to fear About drinking a beer If you share with the Son of God
Yes. That, dude, that's my that's my goal. That's, that's your, my that's dream goal in life, dude. <laughs> that's amazing for yeah. some for some like a group of like five twenty five year olds to come find me in the retirement home. Be like, <laughs> you started the Church of Agama. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> You'd go along with it too, dude. You just oh, I would. <laughs> yeah. I like, would. Hey, you check me out of this retirement home. Let's go. <laughs> like, this is Cocoon Three, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna be wearing a robe every day, just just nothing but a robe every day, just and waiting for that day to happen. If Jared like, Leto did it. Why can't you? You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. God. Exactly. Uh, all right. I think I think I got a lot of the answers that I was looking for. I feel better about my life now. I think that uh, I'm officially going to heaven. Thank you. I mean, I wouldn't yes, go that thank far. You. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> I repented. I uh, said my three Hail Marys and my four Psalms. I even got. I'm wearing my ring of Solomon today. Uh, do you guys go to church? Do you, Mike? Do you go to church? Yeah, I didn't know that. Alex, do you? Uh, kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, we do, but we haven't been going regular. Let me yeah. put it that way. Yeah, I get. No, I'm saying. No, that's. I was just curious. I just didn't know. Yeah. I'm actually a very devout Christian. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, I. I pray on the regular i have a very open conversation with jesus and god all the time uh but uh i don't i can't tell if you're joking or not no i'm not joking i'm not joking actually because okay (laughs) that's that's something that i've that i've i don't know that i've had to i've had to grow into um but uh yeah wives are good for that i'm just messing with you dude i'm just i'm just kidding (laughs) <laughs> been a solid four years now uh, <laughs> of faith <laughs> uh, but no seriously like I, I don't know I've okay so here's here's a little bit of background <laughs> on me like when I was in high school uh, one of my best friends actually the guy who I talked about who had a girlfriend who did anal all the time right okay yeah, yeah. his dad was a biblical scholar and and was like a very he was a he was an ancient not ancient but he was a religion historian basically is what he was and uh and i used to hang out at their house all the time Mm -hmm. and i was super interested in like different religions because um, my my parents were Catholic. Oh, well, actually, my dad was Catholic. My mom was Protestant, and they sent me to a Baptist church as a kid because it was the only church that provided bus service. Yeah, <laughs> and it get me the <laughs> fuck out of town, right? <laughs> yeah, I get that. So, so, and I, but that confused me as a kid. Like, yeah, you know, like my mom claims to be Protestant. My dad claims to be Catholic. Why are they sending me to a Baptist church every day or every Sunday, right? Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me. So like I'm like what's the what's the dealio here? So when I got into high school and I started hanging out with this guy and I found out what his dad was and did 
I started hanging out at their house more to hang out with his dad <laughs> than I did to hang out with him because, and I would just sit in like his study and just ask him questions constantly That's and awesome. just grill him. And just, we would just talk about religion for hours at a time. And like my buddy would come in the room and be like, dude, you want to play some fucking Madden or what? And I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm busy. And they'd go back in the other room. I'm like, all right. But uh, anyway, so I would spend hours a day, like four or five days a week talking to this guy and just us just discussing all this different stuff. And it got me really like into everything. And then to like, ain't, and he like as a sidekick he did a bunch of ancient religion stuff and stuff and stuff like that too and uh the history the actual history of religion and what it all boiled down to was just having faith man right it all boiled down to just having faith right and and ever since ever since high school and like different things that have happened to me in my life uh uh like close close calls uh like a couple times i almost died overseas and then the military and stuff like things like that where like it, it's just brought me even closer to the faith that i have and uh and that's and that's how i live now every day I pray literally every day and I thank God every day for the life that I have. And, uh, yeah. And that's, that's my religion, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, we've never actually talked about it. So that's, that's awesome to hear. Alex is a heathen though. No. <laughs> 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 I've hear- heard, I've heard that more than once. Uh, <laughs> I like Not being so- on your all's podcast though, because you guys like, you guys are like me. Like you have your beliefs, but you can talk about stuff, and I think that's important. You know, right? Yeah. Well, we like to keep open minds, and uh, one of the great things about this podcast is that we just like to focus on the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best way, man. <laughs> yeah, it definitely takes us down some rabbit holes. Yeah, I, I feel like, like I said, I that theory about existence has plagued my skull for like a week now. <laughs> and it's not what I believe at all, but it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I play the what if game too much. And then I start freaking myself out. Like, what, 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 what oh, damn it. And then, yeah, yeah. That, but yeah, <laughs> I know you guys are trying to close, but one more question. Yeah, Would yeah. you ever do DMT? Would you do DMT? Cause you hear some crazy stuff about that. Like I've never done it. I've smoked weed, but like, I'm just saying, like, I've never done anything like mushrooms or anything like that. And they say that truly changes your life and changes your perspective. And I could see you guys going down and doing some ayahuasca down in like Brazil or something. I don't know. I just, I was just curious. Yeah. I just like to hear your answer. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things like, all right, if I was young, a younger man, probably, uh, it probably wouldn't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, line it up or however you do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Just show <laughs> I think me it's the a drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's drink it, shoot it, whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> but nowadays I'm like, I'm a little bit more reserved. But it's like, it. But the funny thing is, I feel like I would 
embrace it and in like take it as a life-altering experience more yeah but that in and of itself is what also makes me more paranoid about it because i've yeah. i've had some friends that have gone down the drug rabbit hole and yeah. one of them comes to mind where i just it, this guy's kind of exists it's a little sad for us but it's like this guy with the i was actually like swam with him on swim team and stuff like that and just like i remember like he just kind of fell off the map but i remember talking to somebody and they were like yeah man he got like you know, went to all these like hippie festivals and did that. And he's like, you know, he's like, you ever meet someone that did a bunch of acid and they just never came back? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. He's like, that was him. Because like <laughs> you would see him walking all over town and like wow. just walking. And you're like, what's going on? It's like, does anybody ever talk to him? Like, no, nah, man, it's just it's almost like he's not there. That's the part that freaks me out about yeah. it. Because I'm like, if you could if you could ensure me, I'll come back. But yeah. with a more relevant state of mind, uh, yeah, totally. But like I said, that's just now that I'm older, I'm like, that's the part. But now, now that's acid, you know, that's you know, right. melting your brain, and there's no, <laughs> there's no telling. I've met people that have done shit tons of it, and they're doing like sheets of it. They're like, oh, I took three tonight. I'm gonna do three <laughs> tomorrow, and you're like, dude, you are literally liquefying your fucking <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, so yeah. that could have been what happened. Or it could have been something else, or the guy could have just had mental issues and had a mental break. You never know. Like, yeah. I just know sometimes drugs can exacerbate that. But like DMT, it seems like, like I said, kind of get back to it. It's like it seems like a very like like a interesting point in your life to kind of get some like, yeah, I don't know, elevated understanding. But like I said, if you could ensure me that venture. <laughs> We'll come back to, you know, come back to uh, start and I'll collect $200. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> Mike? I think I'll do it. I think I'll do it. Uh, yeah. I think once my baby girl's 18 and gone <laughs> off to college. You can do it as a family. I think, I think uh, I'm not going to let her do that. <laughs> Just like I'm not going to let her ever wear Mark Girl beads. She will never have those. <laughs> Uh, we just talked about that recently as a family. It sounds like we need to go out to Vegas as soon as all of our kids are 18. Like, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> thanks, thanks. So, so Alex, uh, Alex and Michael, you guys don't know this, but uh, when you become the father of a, of a girl, um, your life changes drastically, and, and you want to fucking kill people, uh, just for looking at girls. <laughs> It's no, like, I, I, no, I get that. It's a weird. I'm like thing. that without kids, dude. It's a weird thing. It's it's never. I've never experienced that until just recently. Obviously, my baby's six months old, six month old daughter, and uh, at the time of the recording of this podcast, for future listeners of the Church of Agmo, forty seven <laughs> years from now. Um, and it it just hit me like. Like, I will fucking kill somebody <laughs> uh, over my daughter. Like, I never, I've, I have two sons that are older, and neither one of them have I felt the way that I felt just in the last couple months about my daughter. Like, it, like it's, it's really honestly changed my life to where, like, like I'm, I am super protective of her and like way more than I was of my sons. 
and I don't know what that is and what that is taking over, but it's crazy. But I would definitely wait until she was 18 and out of the house or older than that, probably and out of the house and gone before I ever did any kind of DM. Anything that would possibly hinder my ability to shoot a motherfucker in the face. Uh, <laughs> because that's my ultimate goal right now is to defend and protect my daughter. And uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I was just curious. Yeah, good to know, Michael. Stay the fuck away from my daughter. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. So I think I, I think we've answered all the questions. Hold on, let me look. Let me read. Because my phone. Is Let's. Getting... Can we end in prayer? Can we end it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like being on your podcast because I can get a little tipsy. You know what I mean. I feel like you I was pretty good. I feel like I've been pretty good this episode. I Dude, went on you a don't few get, tangents. You don't get tipsy on your podcast? Oh, heavens no. You, no, you no, no. say things sometimes on your podcast that I think Michael's got to be drunk. Oh, dude. That's my everyday. <laughs> that's my daily life, dude. You should see me at work. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, he's been drinking or smoking something. I don't understand yeah. what he's saying right now. My favorite thing we do on our podcast is I love the awkward pause. Like a Brandon will go on like a giant tirade and then I just stop and don't say anything for a few minutes. Yeah, you just mute yourself. No, I just watch him. Half the time I'm not muted. Yeah, I just like watching his face. He's just so crazy, dude. Brandon is that guy, like, they're like nudists. Like that, those kind of, hey, you ever seen the dad on Malcolm in the Middle? That's Brandon. Yeah. Brandon is the dad on Malcolm in the Middle and I love him. He's the craziest guy I've ever met, dude. You should check us out. It's Celestial Mystery Hour Redu, R E D U X. Redu, Yeah, I just yeah. texted you something about your latest you? episode. Yeah. I oh said, no, yeah, I read that. I read that. Yeah. Yeah, about the football thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he pees his pants. He said they all pee their pants, and I thought I wasn't going to call him out live on air. But I'll tell you, I was highly questioning. What I can't see Tom Brady out there peeing his pants, dude. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> the Blind Side would have been a way different movie if they would have incorporated that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the physics of it, or like the. the <laughs> I think he just made that is. up. <laughs> I think yeah. he was just saying it. Maybe, but like, I like even paused your podcast and was thinking about like. <laughs> Like this motherfucker just said that people are pissing themselves <laughs> on the fucking football field. I was like, I played football for 15 fucking years. I would know if people were pissing themselves out there. And I was thinking about it like not once in 15 seasons did I ever have to piss during an actual game. And why is that? Though? Well, that's weird. Like, why is that? Why? Do, and is there like some kind of like when when men go to combat? Is there just a thing that shuts off with your your bladder? Just yeah, shuts dude, it's off? like when you go on vacation, you don't take a dump for like three days. You know what I mean? It's that travel. It's that travel. It's a fight or flight response. You got to hold it in. Is that for combat? I don't See, know, I'm, but you do raise I'm, a good point. That is a good point. Because there's another thing like, I know neither one of you guys were in the military, but when I was in the Air Force, uh, there was like when we were in basic training, they had this whole like, conspiracy going on throughout everybody like oh they put some shit in the food that makes you like saltpeter they make you 
put some shit in the food that makes you so you can't go shit, so you can't shit, right? I heard it was being aroused. You couldn't dude, get aroused. Dude, not only... I would wait until we were like in the beds for the night. And then, because I have to take an hour long shit. Like, this is, it's been like this my whole life. Yeah, I feel you. I'll sit on the toilet for an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I going to get away with this in fucking boot camp, <laughs> right? So, what I would do is I trained my body because you can, because I only shit once a day. And I trained my body to shit in the middle of the night. And so I, it would be after the drill sergeant was gone, everybody was in bed sleeping. I'd get up, go into the bathrooms, and take my hour long shit. And then the whole, then I, 24 hours later, I'd need to shit again, but it'd be in the middle of the night. So nobody'd give a fuck, right? And dude, and that's what, and not only that, but like half the time, I was sitting there shitting. I'd get a hard on jerk off. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. None of that. So there was nothing in the no nothing in the food or nothing like that. At least not for me. Of course, I was twenty at the time. So yeah, yeah. Dude, just ain't think it would have stopping been. you. Yeah, yeah just think it would have been if they didn't put saltpeter in there. I would right, want to see exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly. That fucking drill sergeant <laughs> when he's kicking garbage cans at us, <laughs> screaming at us about. Kicking motherfuckers in the cunt. <sighs> Dude, I could tell you some stories. That's for another podcast, though. Speaking yep. of this podcast, uh, Alex, tell us where they can find <laughs> us on social media because we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, you can find us on all social medias. You can find us on Facebook at Soberless Thoughts. You can find us at Instagram at Soberless Thoughts. Don't forget at the Twitter at Think Soberless. Uh, you can also. Uh, message us directly at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns you want us to try out a drink or a cocktail, you want us to talk about a certain specific topic, if you just want to say hi or tell us a funny story or a quip, let us know we will read it and can talk about it and maybe even read it on the podcast uh, don't forget and go to soberlessthoughts at uh, or not at anything but soberlessthoughts.com to go see all of our episodes and don't forget the most important thing on all of our podcatchers meaning Google Play Spotify or iTunes to like share and comment on all things soberless thoughts that's right we've had uh, a, in the last three days we've had uh, 1,500 downloads from somebody in Washington, D.C. You're damn right. From people in Washington, D.C. So Probably the Pentagon. Something went, something went massively viral on the wrong end in, in Washington, D.C. And I apologize to whoever <laughs> it is that we need to apologize for. And two, I'm sorry. Don't come to my house. Uh, right. We love the United States of America. So whatever we said... I'm speaking for me and Alex and any guests that have ever been on the podcast. Celestial Mystery Hour 2. You're speaking for us, too. We, we, we apologize, and, and we are, are are on board with your agenda, whatever that may, <laughs> whatever that may be. Correct. Uh, yeah. So, Michael, where can they find you guys? We're on everything. Um, so we're mainly on – we're, we're through Anchor. Uh, so we got the little thing where you can call – us and leave us like little voice messages so do that but yeah you can find us on any podcast platform um we're not as good as your podcast but hey we're pretty close 
And what's your podcast called? Celestial Mystery Hour Redu. R-E-D-U-X. Because it's the second time around. It's the second iteration, yeah. Yeah. You guys, first time, and then now it's the second time. It's yeah, like, now nobody knows I have it. That's the best like, thing. It's yeah. Michael Unfiltered, dude. It's Michael Raw. I love it. I love it. I love sticking <laughs> raw. Uh, the raw dog in the <laughs> Celestial Mystery Hour this time. <laughs> well, what we like to say is when you find yourself in that skillet, all raw dog in it, you need to stay greasy and keep it cheesy. And did I say that right? Stay cheesy. Stay, stay greasy. Stay, stay greasy. Keep it cheesy. Keep, keep it cheesy. I don't know, man. I'm four sweet Jesus babies as in. <laughs> did I not say that right either? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You, so when you're in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and then flip on out. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> He's got old time religion. There is his cash in a coffee cane And he makes his decisions Down on his knees He's a full-grown man And he had a vision Of a fire It burned up all the land You could call it superstition You could run just as fast as you can He took Beating, his father screamed at the top of his lungs. An old testament reading. If you spare the rod, you spoil the son. He's got scars for his bleeding. The fear of God fills everyone. You can listen to him pleading, pleading for the Holy Son. Give me that old time religion Give me that old time religion Give me that old time religion It's good enough for me James edition with all of the words of Christ in red and he reads the inscription every night when he goes to bed and he goes fishing for sinning men like Jesus said got an old time conviction keeps the bodies in the shed church every Sunday morning he said submit to your husband submit to me thus saith the Lord well he never 
Saw it coming when she tried to get away in his 34 Ford. Now a widow is strumming on a banjo with a missing cold. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. It's good enough. It's good enough. It's good enough.